Welcome to Origin Gates Daily Podcast, Wisdom's Echo. My name is Robbie Venter, here to share a thought of the day. Guys, today I just want to share with you a few thoughts I've been having around where we are going as a global community. And one of the things that I believe gets in the way of progress and gets in the way of change, because really progress is change, progress and change are one and the same, is an element of our human nature that resists change because it wants to cling on to what it knows. There's a part of us that wants to cling on to what's familiar. There's a part of us that wants to cling on to uh, our comfort zone of what we've always known life to be. There's a part of us that resists progress and change and transformation because we just keep wanting to do the same thing. And that actually exists to some degree within all of us. And the challenge that we need to go through is to eliminate that part of ourselves that resists change. Because if we resist change and if we resist progress, Yahweh can't bring about the change, the transformation that is so needed within in the world, within how we function as the body of Christ. But I'm going to talk about a few examples of scripture of, of how change was brought about um, and also talk a little bit about wh- how and when that change was resisted and what, what the consequences were of that resistance. But if you recount, there's a scripture that says that Yahweh said to, said to Moses, create this bronze serpent and raise up that serpent and those that have been bitten by the serpent will be healed. There was another time in scripture when Yahweh says, I want you to destroy the serpent. All right. So he changed his mind about what he wanted with the, with the serpent, something that was valid and functional for one period of time uh, w- was meant for destruction in another period of time, right? Another example of something like this taking place is where in the scripture it says, do not eat the flesh uh, or drink the blood of animals. And then Yeshua comes along later on and says, hey, eat my flesh and drink my blood. And then the guys around him were saying, hang on a minute, this is totally contrary to what we've been taught in scripture. And the guys who were caught up with what was written or what had previously been established were not open to receiving the revelation of a seemingly contradictory truth. Right? So what was valid in one context is invalid in another context. Another example of this is where in the scripture it says, "Don't don't um, eat certain animals that you can't." There's certain animals that you can't eat because they're considered unclean. And then Peter has this vision, and Yahweh shows him, actually, you know, where the scripture says you can't eat these things, that's all right, mate. Now you can eat them, right? So there was something within the Pharisees, within the religious people of the time that got so triggered by this change, that got so triggered by something that seemed to contradict everything they knew 
based on scripture. And so how's this relevant to the topic that I want to discuss? It's relevant because there are some things that got us to where we are that will not get us to where we're going. There's some things that we've been used to in terms of how we function, how we operate as the body of Christ, how we relate to one another, how we do our finances as a community, that I believe Yahweh wants to change in a major, major way. And for some of us, it's going to come across in a way where we may get offended or we may get triggered or we might get frustrated because we are so used to things happening a certain way and then all of a sudden the game has changed. The rules have changed. The way that the, the pattern that we function with has changed. And Yahweh is known for implementing change and doing things differently than what we expect. So another example I wanted to talk about is Israel was in slavery in Egypt and basically they, they come out of a system where they get told what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. So there's an externally governed process that they grow so used to over hundreds of years that that becomes all that they know. They have no reference point outside of what they were exposed to. And so, of course, we know that they come out of Egypt. But the sad, sad truth, which again points to what I said about human nature clinging to what's familiar, is that they reached a certain point in their rebellion where they said, we want to go back, right? This journey that we're on, we don't want to continue. We want to go back. And part of me wonders, why would they have wanted to go back when the system they were in was a a system of limitation, a system of restriction, right? A system of slavery. What was it about their nature that caused them to say, we want, we want to go back to that, right? And, and I feel like for, for a lot of us, we've either left a system or we're in the process of leaving a system or we're about to leave a system um, of functioning that is limiting, restrictive, and actually is a system of slavery Yet the journey out of it requires so much trust, right? When you look at the journey that Israel went on, there was no instruction manual. They actually didn't have a Bible to work off, right? There was no clear set of written instructions. It was a journey that required complete trust. It was a journey... That, re- that was based off the guidance. It was a journey that was based on, on relationship, right? And one of the things that Yahweh says to Joshua, which, which is a statement that I've just been sitting on and has been really resonating with me in a big way over the last few weeks. And he says to him, you have not been this way before. And I want you to think about that in your context, in my context, in our context, where 
we find ourselves in this place where the future of our global community is not written in the Bible. Have you thought about that? Our future, the destiny that Yahweh has for us, the path that He has destined for us to walk, it's not written in the Bible. There's no instruction manual. There's no formula. Right? It has to come from relationship. And relationship leads to revelation. And revelation leads to responsibility. So, again, as a global community, I feel like we are in this place where Yahweh is saying to us, you have not been this way before. And the temptation for a lot of us is to think back and to look back on on what what we had or to refer back or to fall back on what was. And something that may have been a good thing in a previous season becomes an evil thing in the current season, just like that bronze serpent. It was a good thing. It was ordained by God. It was appointed for a specific reason, for a specific time. It had a place. And then later on, Yahweh said, destroy it. Right, And I find that there's an aspect of our nature that clings onto what we've always known, that wants to revert back to what we've always known. And we're at a place now that, that what was a good thing for a long time, what was ordained by Yahweh for a long time, becomes completely irrelevant to us in terms of where we are in this phase of our journey. And another thing I'd invite you to consider is that it took very strong leadership to get Israel out of Egypt. It was there's a lot of instructions that came from Yahweh through Moses, this is the way that we're going. Right? But for them to inherit the promises, it took a lot of personal responsibility. And it was a collective effort for them to attain that which was promised to them. And I, I, I think that that has some relevance for us in that what we are moving into now, it's not going to unlock through one person preaching from the front, whether that be in a virtual context, in a physical context, or any other context. What what we're going to unlock together in this phase of our journey as a global community is going to come through collective responsibility to engage that which has been promised to us collectively. All right, so the, the, the major portion of responsibility for leaving the system of slavery sat on Moses. Yet sure, everyone had to, to work with him. But when it came to inheriting the promise there was much more of a collective onus and a collective responsibility. So I believe the thing that we're moving away from is the Constantine system of religion, where we look to man, we rely on man, we depend on man in a way that negates our own personal responsibility. The scripture says it will come to pass in the latter days that many will say, come, let us go up to the mountain of God where he will teach us of his ways. So we collectively engage 
in the realm of our Father. Collectively, we're taught. It says He will teach us. So we go up, we get taught, we engage, we engage in relationship, we engage in revelation, and we engage in responsibility for walking out that revelation. Let me say another thing that, that perhaps might shock or offend some people, which I hope it doesn't. That's not my intention. But listening to sermons and singing worship songs is not going to bring about the transformation that we are all responsible to bring about. All right? There's hundreds of thousands of preaching messages taught every Sunday all around the world. It's great to get inspired from listening to teachings or preaching, and it's great to sing songs and worship Yahweh. But the way that we are going to function in the future as the body of Christ looks entirely different to what it looked like in the last hundred years. In the last hundred years, there was such an emphasis on teaching and preaching and healing and prophecy and laying on of hands and singing songs and those are all really good things but I want you to just consider the possibility that what the body of Christ is going to look like in the next hundred years is entirely different to what it looked like in the, in the last hundred years what will it really take for us to bring about the transformation of this planet to bring it into full alignment and unity with heaven because if we always do what we've always done, we'll always have what we've always had. And I'm not saying we should stop doing all of those things. It's great to worship Yahweh. It's great to listen to teachings. But those things often take such a prominent position in how we function as the body of Christ that it leaves very little room for so many other things that I believe we're called to do together. What if what's required is an entirely different pattern, an entirely different approach. We are at the most exciting time that's ever come to pass in all of history. But if we keep our eyes on what was and what we've been continually doing, if we get stuck in what was a good thing but is not for our time, then we're not going to be able to move into what Yahweh's called us to do. In the church system, in the old outdated religious system, we would turn up Sunday after Sunday, week after week, sitting in the same seat, listening to the same person talk about the same thing without any sense of responsibility. Anyone could walk in and out of that building at any time and no one would know. Where we are moving into is going to require a lot more responsibility, a lot more contribution. Everyone is going to carry a piece of the puzzle and everyone is going to be required to bring their piece of the puzzle so that together we can build the full picture. Guys, thank you for listening. I'm just getting warmed up. There's a lot more to be discussed on this subject, so I'm looking forward to talking more about this.